Would you like to know what day it is today? <laughs> yes. As we re- as we are recording, of course. Yes, creepy leprechaun man, please <laughs> tell me. It's Thursday. Neighbors and neighborettes, here we are. <laughs> the amount of Tim Allen references on this show is <laughs> is approaching critical levels. We will send a check for royalties. No, we will not. <laughs> <laughs> um, hi, here we are. Here we are. I think it's the sunshine. We actually got some sunshine. Yeah, it was, it's a it was a beautiful day it's as we record this St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day, 2022. What? Oh, yes. For all you future listeners, this is going to make no sense. <laughs> to any of them? <laughs> no. It's no, like, we haven't driven a car in like 250 years. Wow, there hasn't been a car around these parts. <laughs> so, by the way, this is Gear Related, a peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry. That's Ben sitting over there. hey And no. that's Heather sitting over there. Thank you. Wow. Way to <laughs> lob that one right back over for me, buddy. It's great. Good, good. So... I have, I, I just kind of, I want to talk about something. All right. Anything in particular? Or? <laughs> yeah, let's just maybe crackers. I don't know. <laughs> so. Saltines are great. <laughs> pull it together. Sorry, I'm, I'm here. This is a very serious topic, actually. You wouldn't know. It is. I mean, it's, it's something that's hitting a lot of us harder than usual. Some people very hard. And I think, you know, there's a lot of, of discussion, and I thought we should get in on it. Yeah, I think it's important, too, because a lot of the discussion that is going on, the, the problem that we face in this era is disinformation, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Um, and while we are not experts in the some subject, some of yeah. the subjects that we're going to be talking about today, we would like to talk a little bit about why are the gas prices <laughs> so high? Right. And I mean, there's probably some of you out there thinking like, well, of course we know why they're so high. Why is this even a, a topic? Maybe there's some information that uh, you might not know. So, And there's just, I, I think that from an automotive point standpoint, you know, we have maybe a little bit of a different view on things. You do. I don't. <laughs> I have to drive to work to my clinic, so I'm just mad. <laughs> the real reason that we're doing this podcast is we're going to, you, you are going to need an explanation for why everybody is hypermiling. It's going to be such a thing. We're all going to be real mad. We're just going to have to, like, we're going to fill the gas tanks with, like, fuel and also Xanax so we can all get through it. But let's, but I digress. Yes, which we do ever so often. Anyway, why don't we start with what the gas prices is as of today? Is what they is? Is as of is Today. Like what nationally, we, yeah. or so the national, New York, yeah, the Rochester, nation- Rochester, oh Rochester. Gosh, this is what happens when an Irish girl gets sunshine on St. Patty's Day. So the national average uh, in the United States as of today is four dollars and twenty nine cents. Ooh, which is pretty high. That's really high. And in in all our our research, uh, 
it, it, I read one place that said like, as soon as gas prices go above that $4 mark, that's when it tweaks everybody's crankshaft. Yeah, everybody starts sending the poop emoji, like everywhere. Oh, yeah. Well, and when I was looking at the map for this, it was like all the national prices. And of course, you know, like red is real high. And then there's like pink and then white and then light blue and then dark blue. And dark blue is the lowest. New York's red. Yeah, we're we're in one of those uh, higher states. Which, can we blame that on the city? Well, we can blame it on anybody we want, I guess. But <laughs> tractors, I blame tractors. So um, I was looking, you know, the the deep web search, and I was trying really hard to find kind of middle of the road, at least as unbiased as possible, and. Um, there's a really great article by Mike Patton of Forbes magazines, Forbes, 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 Forbes. And it really goes down pretty deeply into these reasons that I think yeah, I, some of them we're just going to skip over because nobody wants this to be four hours of a podcast. No, and I came across the same article that, that you did, and you're right. It was a, a fantastic article. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, so I kind of wanted to just go over... I mean, the first thing that sometimes we think about is um, where do we get our oil, right? And so the pipeline. I've heard the pipeline, but the pipeline. It was the pipeline. What about the pipeline? Um, <laughs> the one you're talking about, the uh, the, the one Keystone. that got kiboshed or kiboshed. Yes. So we've got the um, the Keystone pipeline, um, and it was supposed to run. From Alberta, Canada, and then through Montana, South Dakota, and then to Nebraska. And can you imagine? I, I just it blows my mind. So the it was supposed to transport eight hundred and thirty thousand barrels per day of heavy crude oil. That's so much. So, and then of course the the rest of the pipelines would carry it all around. Um, and so this was a big, this was a big, big, expensive um, undertaking. Well, and the, and the reason behind that, too, is not so much so that we could get more oil. It was, um, I mean, that was part of it, but it's also about transportation costs. Right, because the railroad is not the way to go, No, folks. the railroad is a very expensive very way to, expensive. To, to ship oil around. And so, like, one of the first things President Biden did was say, I do not want to do this. And so vetoed that, canceled that project. And so it's kind of interesting that the pipeline that we have now is, is actually able to handle the increased volume of oil. So we don't necessarily... Now, I am not a pipeline expert. Nor are we going to explore the, what all the that politics is. behind... Right. Um, environmental risks if the old pipeline oh, yeah. ruptures and, and blah, blah, blah. That's no, a big deal. The, that's something to think yeah, about. The main point of even bringing up the pipeline is this affecting gas prices today. Right now, today. And if you think about it, no, because it hasn't, nothing has really changed. It's just that because it wouldn't be finished yet, right? Right. Assuming even if we had built the pipeline, it wouldn't be done yet. So it doesn't really have an effect right. on today's gas prices. Right. But so that one's raw out. God, help me. But that, I mean, that's a big, the big, that's the idea of that is supply and demand, right? And so that's. Well, that's the, yeah, you just got to the whole keystone crux of the, of the matter. The keystone crux. Um, 
so we all learned in grade school supply and demand. Grade school, you guys are smart back then. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I just don't remember when I learned it, so I, I threw that out there. Um, but yeah, effectively, if the demand is high and the supply is low, we have really high prices at the pump, right? Right. And vice versa. Or for anything. So the explanation has to be then, why is supply low and why is demand high? Exactly. That's the, the, the things that will explain why gas prices are so high. And we probably have to go back a little bit. We do. In the, and not in the way, way back machine, but and a little un- far back machine. Unfortunately, we have to talk about the vid. The C word. The C word. <laughs> Nobody likes to talk about the vid, but... Uh, I hate when you call it that, the, by the way. I cannot. Okay. So we know that COVID caused everybody to stay in their homes, quarantine. Right. Nobody want to go anywhere. Work from home. Nobody was traveling. So hence the demand for transportation was uh, effectively All lower than it's low. been in a long, you know, in, in a long, long time. Right. So does that mean, though, that the people who have the supply, I mean, I guess my question is, I see... The oil rigs, like they don't just stop working. Well, keep going. That's the thing too. Is like, how soon does halting production catch up to um, the decreased demand? Right. Um, It did. COVID basically did two things. They. They, the supply was up because nobody was using it. Even right. even the um, the fact and it was that like boom, it wasn't like they could halt production, but we still have all of this oil, so it drove the price down. The second thing it did, which we already talked about, was it um, the demand for it was just non-existent. Well, and it, it's crazy too if you think about trying to be one of those suppliers. So that's like the OPEC guys, right? OPEC. Yeah. Uh, So OPEC, or I guess it's OPEC plus now, um, but OPEC was formed in the 70s and it was basically um, all of the biggest oil producing uh, nations got together and they're like, look, we need to figure, we need to figure this out. We need to agree how much oil we're going to produce and how much we're going to sell it for. Um, so, it's so that they can stabilize the market because oil prices, it fluctuates. It's one of the things that, that's on the stock market. Why does it fluctuate? Supply and demand, which we just talked about. Um, so it's not like you're Argentina and you can say suddenly like, I've got some oil. I'm going to sell it. This is how much I'm going to sell it for. It doesn't quite work that way. Because it takes time to actually make oil into gasoline and well, and the market, the, the market tells you how much that oil is going to sell right. for. It's, it's the value of it. Well, and I think what's hard is if I was an OPEC guy, plus, OPEC plus, if it was me, it'd be OPEC plus plus. <laughs> we're just a high echelon. But I guess COVID just, it threw everything into such disarray in ways I haven't thought about. But one of the things, I mean... We kept thinking, oh, this is going to clear up. I mean, in healthcare, we kept going, all right, so we're just going to kind of prepare for this. Okay, it's oh, here's another variant. Oh, you know, and we keep getting hit with that. So it's almost like, how do you decide how much to release or 
to restart production or halt production when one, you have no idea what the future is going to hold. Right. It's so wonky. And that was one of the things, if you remember how, how inexpensive gasoline was during COVID, one of the things that the, the yeah, that's true, actually. OPEC Plus was able to do is while they weren't able to, you know, bring the price of it up to make more money. That's not that's not that they needed to stabilize the market so that gasoline wasn't like 23 cents and nobody was making any money on it. Right. Well, that's that's great. Yeehaw. I'm only paying 23 cents a gallon, but that on a global standpoint, that's that's very bad, right? And then didn't they have to like once things started opening back up? So, of, uh, so oh my gosh, we got a yeah, release. So OPEC Plus um the, all these nations, they, they all have to agree on this, and they all did, and they halted production. They're like, stop making uh, or stop uh, drawing more oil. They turned off the spigot, so to speak, and that's kind of <laughs> that kind of stabilized the market. Then you got um, post I, – I don't know. Can you say post-COVID? No, you can't say that yet. Sorry. We're you can't still in say the pandemic. that yet. All right. Um, well, it wasn't post-COVID. What we can say is that people started traveling a lot more, especially um, Americans. And the production, or not, excuse me, not the production, the demand for gasoline started to climb quite a bit because people were traveling a lot more. So we had this gap that effectively had to be filled. So OPEC Plus ramps up production, and they're still trying to meet that demand so we haven't exactly caught up yet. Right. So So demand goes up, supply <laughs> is still low. That's one of the factors that is affecting gasoline prices. So okay. But so, it's not the it's, it's not the only one though. It's not sure. the yeah. only one. No, not for sure. I mean, uh, there's got to be so many little things, but you know, when you look back in history um and you think about things that tend to drive the prices up. I mean, any kind of like country, un, like unrest, political unrest, civil unrest, that's always going to do it. And we are ex sadly experiencing, you know, just the tragedy that's what's happening in Ukraine. And that's got to get... And we should call it a tragedy. Absolutely, um, it as, is. As much as we're talking about uh, why am I paying so much at the pump? That's right, we're lucky to be doing that. In comparison, I think we're just going to take a quick second. We're not releasing an official statement or anything, but we are decrying the actions that Russia has taken against the Ukrainian people, and think that this is one of the most awful things that anybody has to experience whatsoever. Especially in this day and age, like it's yeah. Um, so like you said that that unrest or that the war effectively what it is, this, this absolute invasion, invasion, um, of Ukraine has created an unrest. And now Russia is, uh, the second biggest, I think it was last year, they were the second biggest oil producing nation in the, in the, in the global economy. And guess who's number one and has been for 10 years. United the States. The U.S., yeah. yeah. So, like, relax. <laughs> relax? Well, no. the, and that begs the question. If the United States is the number one producer of of oil, why are the gas prices at our pumps so high? Well, because doesn't it have to be equals among everybody, right? Well, it's, Isn't that what you just said? It's, a, glo it yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's a global, global economy. And 
the the commodity that gets traded any time the um, that something affects the price, it goes up for everybody. Now, why this is really important for and. and Obviously, we, we can talk a little bit about the sanctions. The United States is not right. accepting any um, oil commodities for, from Russia, and Europe has said we will phase them out. Because they are very they are much more reliant than we are. Exactly. 60% reliant. 60% of Europe's um, supply comes from Russia. That's why they can't just turn it off. Well, no, absolutely not. Um, not quickly, anyway. Right, yeah. right. So... So are like the the oil companies, like the investors in the companies probably have some say in some things as well. They've got to be freaking out because there's this. Well, war. and that's that's the problem. So Russia has this oil for sale. And the big problem is nobody wants to touch it because right. of what's going on. And that creates a very, well, that uh, knocks a very scary down. situation. It knocks the supply down. It also creates um, fear in the market. And that's one of the things that can affect uh, prices dramatically. So Russia's got this this huge supply of oil that nobody will touch because they're, you know, it's because of what's going on. Right. Um, and that's created a, a huge blip or so to speak in the market. Does it seem like like that things are starting to to settle out? Because I feel like when we looked at the national um Gas prices like a week ago it was four four dollars and forty cents and now it's four twenty nine. Right. I don't know if that just means that next week it's gonna be four seventy five. Well what's what what you're seeing now is because of the uh, of the unrest and because of the fear in the market, you effectively have all these countries are nervous, especially European countries, that they're not going to have enough oil on hand. So they're buying a crap ton of it. <gasps> and that has kind of stabilized the market a little bit because the supply has gone up for these countries. And that's kind of what we're seeing right now, according to the economist, economist that I was reading about. But Okay. So... They're also talking about, like in the United States, they're talking about getting rid of the gas tax to try to help Americans oh, out with yeah. their, um, with but their then wallets. What does that do? Although, well, I can tell you, can like we... some some of us are wondering, like, well, what exactly would that, that do yeah. to the price? So the federal gas tax is eighteen point three cents on on a gallon on a gallon or on a dollar. Eighteen point three cents per gallon per gallon. That is a lot of money, <laughs> guys. <laughs> What did they do with that money? Um, the state average, it's because, uh, th and this is why it's gas prices are higher in like California and New York, but we'll just say on average, um, the all 50 states, it's 30, uh, 30 cents, 30.63 cents per state average. So, what does that add, add up to for savings at the pump? You're looking at basically uh, 50 cents. 50 cents off a gallon. So that would bring it into the $3 range barely. Well, every little bit helps. Is, but but that's the thing. Is it helping? I mean, well, that that ta question. all that like Americans are paying for this gasoline. That's a lot of revenue for the governments, both state and federal. But that's my question. What are they using our gas tax for? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> because I want to know if it's worth it. Uh, I'm the, gonna make that decision right now, and it's gonna be effective. Okay, so each each state allocates their funds for what they want to allocate it for. So it's gonna vary from state to state. Um, 
but I can really just say that both federally and state, the gas taxes mostly goes to infrastructure to pay for roads and to pay for bridges and all the things that we use our cars on. Oh, well, okay, that's helpful. So you save uh, fifty. I mean, you save fifty cents at the gallon or fifty cents at the pump, but now you need a. $120 alignment because of that yeah, pothole you the hit. the <laughs> pothole. I was just going to talk about those things. They're rotten right now. All right. So, so there's like some of the reasons. Obviously, you can go and do a deep dive down the dark rabbit hole of doom on each of those and really get, hopefully, good information. Yeah, um, we, tr- we tried to get our information from several different sources. So right. just be careful where that rabbit hole takes you because it's obviously we're trying to be as apolitical as we can be during this discussion. But yes, I'm going to not be political right now. I'm not going to be nice. I'm going to talk about our stupid owner's manual again. <laughs> no, I want to talk about. All right. So. I feel like as a as a world right now, there has been so much. The last couple of years, it's just the hits keep coming. And I think that we're starting to become a little bit quicker to say, okay, then what can I do about it? Instead of just sitting on my couch and crying about it, what can I do? And so in your owner's manual, I'm sure it tells you what kind of gas you have to have. It it, does. So if my car says I have to have premium gas, can I cheat and go and drop down to like 95 or even 93? Okay. So your car will still run on that gasoline. Okay. However, what you have to understand, and we talked about this um, a long time ago. Oh, yes. Were you speaking of episode two? Yeah, that's how long ago it was. <laughs> yeah, like our second episode. But. Yeah, it was one of the myths about um, using different octanes of fuel. So if you want to give, give that a listen, that'll explain it a little more. But suffice it to say that the octane that you put or that your owner's manual requests is how that engine runs most efficiently. If okay. you're putting a different octane... A lower. Lower. Oh, or... Mm-hmm. but. <laughs> <laughs> he knows I'm going to ask him <laughs> what we already talked about. But, okay, go. go. Um, so if your your engine is designed to, to run efficiently on that octane of fuel, that's how it was designed. If you put a different fuel. A lower grade. A lower grade octane in that tank, then it's running less efficiently. So oh. are, are you saving money? Yeah, no. Probably not. Like yeah, because if you're. Or if you are, how much is it? Is it um, relative to how much you're saving at the pump versus the efficiency of? And why the fuel? would you do that if it's gonna make your car unhappy? Yes, especially I mean, long, especially long term. Long term, there'll be some issues, I bet. So this is not a question that anybody is gonna do right this very second because the dang prices are so high. But if my car only needs ninety three, you probably answer this in episode two, but. And I put premium in it. Is it going to run more efficiently, or just not really? No, because it's already because it, it's the grade is what the grade is. You put what grade your owner's manual calls for. You got to be. There is a reason the engineers designed it for that octane. Don't change it. You got a ninety three. It's a B plus. You're not going to get an A. <laughs> I don't care how much extra. Even credit if you put you a do. little sticker on there for your teacher. 
So we want to know what can we do to make this better, right? Mm-hmm. And actually two episodes ago, number 69, we did a whole thing about gas efficiency and hypermiling, which just now makes me laugh really hard because we're all going to be just driving around at like 30 miles an hour on the highway and like just letting ourselves coast and never let ourselves come to a stop to just get every ounce of efficiency <laughs> out of this gas tank. <laughs> Are we though? I mean, this is Murica. That's true. <laughs> we probably won't. Um, but there's some good, there's some good yeah, there's other information there, there's in that def- episode. Definitely some good information to listen to if you're, if, if you're interested in how you can maybe save a little bit of money on the fuel that's already in your tank. Right. But really, I got to be thinking that all of our friends with their hybrids and their electric vehicles are just living the dream right now. <laughs> they got to be feeling so good. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're not doing that. <laughs> Maybe they are. Some of them. Scott Cranville is. Well, I'm glad you brought up the uh, the electric vehicle question because this this all the stuff that we've been talking about begs the question when are we going to get off fossil fuels right so that we can't have countries like russia holding us hostage and holding other countries hostage because of this commodity that right. we all share that at least we can yeah not need it as much not rely on it but if we have a bunch of electric vehicles then we are the masters of all we survey right Um, there's a lot of climate change ramifications based on what's going on right now, because now, of course, everybody's talking about it again. Well, right. It's hitting us all right in our wallets. So we all, but we also want relief at the pump. And here's the issue. Relief at the pump means increasing supply, meaning, um, drilling for more oil effectively, turning that spigot back on, which is not good for climate change. And it makes people think that, oh, well, I don't necessarily need an electric vehicle. The other point is that if we keep gasoline prices high, then it will make us start to think that, oh, we really need to get off the fossil fuel, um, um, pacifier. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, and really go all electric, right? Right. Except for not the bolt. Yeah. Just keep that parked away from structures. Which The other side of that coin, though, is understanding how people feel about administrations when gas prices are so high. Oh, well, yeah. You got to blame somebody. And st- st- Yeah, exactly. Statistic- <laughs> statistically speaking, um, gas prices have been linked to to how people feel about the administration. When Absolutely. gas prices are really high, approval ratings are really low. Right. If you then vote out whatever current administration is in office, is the next administration going to care about climate change or not? Or are they going to increase Oil fossil fuel and, production? Yeah. And that's why it's so difficult to talk about. Just round and round and round and exactly. round. Exactly. It's, it's a big circle. But it's, it's an important question to ask. So when you're at that pump, paying those high prices, just remember, it's not controlled by the administration. They'd love to help you, but what can they do? They don't have power over that. I mean, any of the administrations. No, I mean, it's all controlled by capitalism or the the global market. It's 
and and OPEC plus, I guess you could say OPEC plus. <laughs> but I mean, some some of what they do, as you as as we saw during COVID, is very good. They were able to stabilize the market so that it didn't crash. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. No, there's good and bad points to everything, I guess. And so we got to just try to. Warm yeah, our the, way the, around the it. fact of the matter is, we do need to get off of the fossil fuel pacifier. Oh, um, here it goes. But in order to do that, it's it's not just as it's not an overnight thing, right? And it takes a lot of understanding. So I hope you guys are all doing your diligence and your research, as we did. As we did. Well, that was um, that was a lot to think about. Like I feel exhausted actually after. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's an interesting topic, but yeah, it's and there's so much. Also, got a lot of go. not fun things to talk that's about true. as well, that is true. and we try to keep it as light as we can. Well, you know something that's fun to talk about? What? I have a surprise. Do you tell? I mean, you you know a little bit about it. I think you I had know. To I, think, yeah, I think I know where you're going with this. We have a website. <laughs> yeah, it's launched today. As of the posting of this podcast. They almost fixed it. www.gearrelated.com. Oh, yeah. I'm it's so, so excited. exciting. It's, it was really, I, I feel like. It's been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming. I feel like I'm learning. Like, I'm learning about the automotive industry. Now I'm learning about web design. They are brilliant, these web. I cannot. I need so much hand-holding. <laughs> but it's happened. We had some amazing photographs taken by Mel Muscarella to make it pretty. Oh, yeah. She did a great job. And, of and course, our producer, Mike Muscarella. <laughs> yeah. Keeping it real. You'll get to see photos of him. If there is a Mike. <laughs> so that's something cool to check out. And you can directly download the podcasts from that web, web page. Yeah, so it's, we've got all the webs or, or, or all the um, podcasts are on the website. It's we, we finally got a place to put content on there. We're going to be changing it, um, adding stuff for you guys. Um, so definitely check that out. Yeah, it'd be really cool. And also, so you're going to do that, and then you're going to go over to your favorite podcatcher, and you're going to give us a nice five star review. Maybe say something nice about us <laughs> would be great. Hit that little subscribe button. Because you love us. That's right. And you know where to find us at Shonado. That's S-C-H-O-E-N. At our website, you can email us directly at contact at uh, gearrelated.com. You know what? Maybe I better say that again. Say it again. (laughs) Email us at contact at gearrelated.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I hope you have an awesome week in the sunshine. Bye.